Welcome to The Pillars, the podcast of the 363rd ISR Wing of the United States Air Force. I'm Chaplain Jim Bridgem. And I'm Sergeant Ackerberg. On each episode of The Pillars, we find a brief resilience topic so you can practically fix any potential roadblocks you encounter and finish a better wingman, airman, and leader. So today we're here on The Pillars and we have a very special guest with us. Our command chief, Chief Blazier, is here. Now, he's known sometimes, uh, at least around, as Superman because he walks in kind of an, an area um, and kind of takes over. He has a history in intel. Uh, he also has a, some great connections with the 17th Training Wing Command Chief, which just was thrown on AFN. We may hit that. But what we want to do is demystify him today and bring him down to kind of not just what he sees for his vision for the wing, but who he is as a person and how he organizes his day for most uh, to be most effective. So, Chief, thanks for being with us today. Absolutely. Thank you, sir. So I want to start with the easy Easy question. What did you have for breakfast today? What did I have for breakfast today? So I had a blend today. So had a vanilla, banana, protein shake. So yeah, it's pretty fantastic. Okay, so a blend. What what do you put in? So you said protein, yeah. banana. What else? What else goes uh, in a little it? bit of multivitamin, but uh, coconut milk. Okay, yeah, pretty easy stuff. And why do you choose that? Just because it's quick and easy. Quick and easy. Yeah, it just rolls right in straight. So I start my day by uh, going to my garage, working out. Um, then I roll right into making breakfast could be a couple eggs could be maybe I'll, th- I'll throw something in the blender and then I'll sit down and start maybe uh, working on strengthening something I'm, I'm, I'm focusing on trying to get better on uh, it could be on the spiritual side could be on a leadership perspective I'll try to take something in for the next uh, 30 minutes or so so I know your garage is like a CrossFit studio mm-hmm. so what does your workout generally look like uh, well I mean I, I it's it's always different a little bit, mm-hmm. but but I'll usually in the morning I'll try to focus more on cardio mm-hmm. or some um, flexibility stuff. Okay. And then in the afternoon is where I'll try to hit more of a, a heavy uh, strength kind of workout. Okay. And uh, why we bring this up oftentimes is uh, folks who work out in the morning mm-hmm. generally are associated with upper levels of leadership. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a correlation that occurs. So some people have done that to start um, kind of their leadership training, um, but it starts their day effectively. So uh, for those at home, just consider that in your fitness regimen that if you are going to add fitness in your day, sometimes doing it in the morning gives you a jump start on your day. Okay. Yeah, and, and I'd like to just add to that, right? So, I mean, this is this is the thing where I've been, I've been battling this routine my whole life. So it's, it's not where... Uh, I mean, I, I still try to fight the uh, the snooze button, right? I still try to fight where that, to me, it's, I got that first five minute, five second decision, mm-hmm. that period um, is, is where I've uh, noticed it's crucial, right? Because I can control that. And another thing too is, especially when I was a tech school instructor, um, you know, I had the best intentions of, oh, I'll work out in the morning. And then it came out to where, now I'll just get a little bit more sleep. And then I'd, I'd bring my, my, uh, my gym bag to work with me. And I'll say, hey, I'll do lunch. But then I just end up working through lunch, you know, doing the thing that came to me. or uh, and, I, and I put those personal priorities, I put them off all the time. So I got up to about 240 pounds oh, wow. at one point in my life. And uh, I was still a good enough athlete that I could, you know, pass a PT test. But my overall health wasn't, wasn't good. And I realized, like, you got to pay, uh, you got to make a difference between life priorities and daily priorities. And, you know, those things in terms of your family, your health. And you know, health beyond just doing push-ups and going for a run, you got to make sure that you you pay that bill, or if not, I mean, you will go bankrupt as a as a person. So, so I continue to try to pay attention to that. I tend to try to work the routine. I try to try to refine it. Chief Wright and I had a conversation when he was visiting Langley here several months ago, and and, and I really kind of dove in on that. And his his morning routine is is very ritualistic. And I don't know if you guys talked about that, mm-hmm. you yes, know, sir. during the Pillars broadcast. 
Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I took that as, as as that discipline and consistent approach is really, I think, something that you have to focus in on. Do you feel like it sets up your day? Oh, success? undoubtedly. Yeah, undoubtedly. Okay. You know, because, uh, you know, it just clears your mind and especially allows you, you know, the thing that the, that we spoke about too is, you know, once I get done with all that, I try to really focus on what is what is it that I need to need to focus on today? You know, do, do my, does my family have some key things going on to make sure I have time and energy so that I can transition from being an airman to being a parent or being a spouse? Um, but I definitely, I, without a doubt, it makes the day so much more uh, fulfilled to where you can get a lot more done in eight hours than you could if you just stayed there, you know, to the wee hours of the night, which I've done that before. Yeah. What was the pivotal point? So you, you put on this weight, you're being effective at your job, obviously, there still, and they're probably lauding you for all the efforts you're putting forward. You're knocking out the tasks, working through lunch, doing stuff, working late hours. Do you remember, was there a moment that came up where you said, I need to reevaluate my life priorities over the day-to-day? Um, well, so I went to Korea. So it was always the deployment I would get in, I would get back in shape or mm-hmm. whenever time I was, was it wasn't, you know, co-located with my family. Uh, I'd usually get back in shape. I would just say it was... Um, when I got into, and this isn't like a plug for CrossFit, but, but when I got into something that was a little bit more competitive, um, for me, like mm-hmm. me versus me, I think that's when I started to realize is I, I got to get out of this cycle of, you know, gaining weight, getting in shape, gaining weight, getting in shape. And then particularly when I had, uh, my first knee injury. So I've had three surgeries now. I was pretty competitive in sports. Um, and, uh, so I've had both knees worked on now on my shoulder. And, and I just realized that that you know it's a powerful question. I don't I don't think I don't think about it too much as far as the moment that triggered that, but but definitely the surgeries. And I guess I would say too, it's about three years ago, um, this October it'll be three years. My grandma passed away, mm-hmm. and uh, um, my grandfather. So my grandparents raised me. About four months later, he passed away. He couldn't live without her. Right, it was one of those classic cases. Mm-hmm. But I just started to look at life differently, and I started to look at life as. You know, I, I won't always have the opportunity to get back. I won't always have the opportunity to, and then, and then, will I be strong enough in that moment that I'm needed? Whether it's from my family, for the Air Force. So I try to be a little bit more disciplined and and doing things that are positive for me on a daily basis. So I don't have to get in a point where I can't recover down the line. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we know that you were uh, new to our wing just this last year. Um, so what were your thoughts when you were notified that this was going to be your next assignment? Uh, I think with any new opportunity, right, the first thing you say is, hey, am I ready for this? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I, you know, same thing in our creed, right? I don't, I don't want to fail. I don't want to fail in any situation. I don't want to, uh, and, and, and I take that pretty seriously. seriously but, uh, but then you think you have to look at it and say, hey, well, you got to get out of that mindset and just and just get after it. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever that is that, that there's an area you don't know, you're not familiar with. You have to just get to work. You have to connect with people, and that was really what I was most excited about. We have such diverse missions in our wing, airmen that do incredible things, and they don't even know it. They don't even know what they do and the power that it brings mm-hmm. to our service and to our nation. So, so really, it was it was kind of a quick shift to to you know the excitement to get out there and meet our airmen, their families, and, um, and and try to do something with the opportunity we have. Did you know that there was going to be this much traveling involved? 
I did. Okay. Yeah, Colonel Rice was up front with me. And he actually, you know, this kind of shows that the, um, the person he is, he called my wife mm-hmm. and let her know and say, hey, are you good with it? You know, before before I was hired, before I even knew what the decision was, you know, he made sure to reach out to, to, to my family and say, hey, here's, here's kind of what the job would entail. Um, we spend probably, you know, 250 days on the road a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but, but yeah, it, it was one of those things, you know, you take it on as a family and expectations are key. You know, there was sure there's, there's hard moments, you know, un- undoubtedly, but, uh, um, in my past jobs, I've been on the road quite a bit, but this is undoubtedly, I think been the, been the best where we've been able to keep things kind of still connected as a family, um, th- through the, through the demands. Um, what's some advice? So, you know, we have a deploying wing, we have some airmen that are going on, you know, one to nearly one mm-hmm. deployments. So they're trying to stay connected while they're going down range or they're TDY for long periods. What have you found effective for connecting with your family while you're on the road that much? Yeah, I, I think, um, I think it's certainly harder for those who have longer periods of time away, mm-hmm. you know, so, so, but, but for those that I think that you're given maybe, maybe shorter windows of time, it is, is it a thing where we talk about balance a lot? Mm-hmm. A word that you're hearing more frequently is harmony. Mm-hmm. But, I, but what I try to focus on is the, is the time you are given, right? The time you do have that is yours uh, at home or the time that you are on the phone and you get that phone call. You know, make sure you're really, really present. Mm-hmm. Make sure that you're not just halfway there. Make sure your phone's not in your hand. Make sure you're prepared for that interaction. Make sure you're, um, you're clear on, you know, what role are you in? Are you having to offload something and you need them to listen mm-hmm. or they need to do that for you? Yeah. Um, you know, those are the things I think my wife and I, we just celebrated 20 years of marriage. And, Congratulations. And, and, yeah, congrats. Awesome. You know, we, we didn't always understand kind of that dynamic. There's a lot of times I just needed to shut up and listen. <laughs> and, uh, you know, she's like, I, and, and, and when she literally tells me now, hey, I just need you to listen. Mm. So I'm not trying to fix everything within the first five seconds of what she's saying. So, so I think um, um, creating just moments... We have we have digital apps now and, and devices. My son and I we used to you know I've got two Xboxes, two Playstations when I was in Korea, and you know we we would game together, mm-hmm. just creating those moments to stay connected. I know still some people they write letters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, you know some look at my that is old fashioned. I think that's that's still a great way to to communicate in a different different way yeah. than just quick emojis and texts. Mm-hmm. But sometimes the emojis and texts are, are a blast and fun too. So mm-hmm. I think you have, to, you have to find is that what is it that creates creates meaningful connection, even though you're you're you know, you're kind of away from each other. You won't get the volume of time maybe that you want, but but when you do have that time to make sure it's it's uh, truly meaningful. And especially like when I, when I'm home. So like this weekend, um, you know, just got back from uh, the Air Force uh, Association conference, and I mean, that was like the Super Bowl of the Air Force, but. Uh, you know, we're going paintballing this weekend. Awesome. You know, it's one of those things where we all we're going to put down any device and we're just going to get out there and get after it. And my kids are already plotting strategy and talking mess. <laughs> so it's one of those things that I mean, we'll look back on for months from now and probably laugh about it. Yeah. yeah. So. Well, this is a strong message, too, because I know we're specifically talking about relationships, mm-hmm. you know, like your spouse. But even with single airmen, you know, they have those support networks back home that they can still reach out to Xbox Live or whatever gaming system they use. Um, where they can still connect and, and really have that support around mm-hmm. them. Yeah, my son's big on that too. He's a he's a big Fortnite uh, player, and I used to like. I was like, oh come on, but you know, we PCS this last year. We were at our last base for five years, so he had to walk away from five years of relationships mm-hmm. and friends, and that was that was hard for him. Yeah. But 
you know, that was a forum that he still was able to stay with a, that same network of friends. Yeah. It is funny too. You still have to parent sometimes on the lot online when they're physical friends. They still mm-hmm. have arguments just like we did as kids playing mm-hmm. in the neighborhood, especially when they know each other. It's pretty comical. It, it, it's funny because yeah, you is. hear the one side of the argument over yeah. the mic. I just enjoy it. That's the great thing having kids. It is a blast. Uh, so for general resilience, right? So um, we all have challenges throughout our lives. If you had to make a recommendation for just general, like a way to bounce back from difficult things, what advice would you give an airman listening now? Um, so, you know, this is a um, this is something we think about a lot. This is something where uh, there's so much going on in our world right now, and I and I think. You know, the term we talk about resilience, is it, is it because the volume of what we have going on? Is it, do we have access to so much information and things we feel we have to do? I think it's, it's uh, the advice I would say is, you know, when, when something shows up on your doorstep, I think you have to, number one, realize, you know, what do I control? Mm-hmm. What are the aspects of this that are within my control that I can do something about? And then if there's still a point to where that's not enough to get me through the situation, then I very quickly need to look at it and say, okay, who do I need to help me cover that extra gap, right? And, and, and don't wait for that. Don't look yourself in the mirror and say, oh, no, I'll just continue. I'm strong enough. I can." The actual sign of strength is asking for help. And I, I think sometimes that we wait too long. We let our pride get in the way. We think that, hey, I can, I can control this. You don't control you don't control the circumstance, but you control your choices, and th- and that's why I think it's that line between you gotta you gotta shift you got because the world has changed around you, mm-hmm. and and sometimes you gotta change your approach your technique, and ultimately it should be that hey is this working for me? You could have every supervisor every year in the world offer you everything, but you're the only one that knows what to pick off the menu, mm-hmm. and you're the only one that knows whether that tasted tasted good whether that <laughs> sat well with you overnight. You know, and, and I think you have to you have to be responsible for that piece of it mm-hmm. so that you, you can get through the challenge. That's what I would say. Some good advice. So to get to know you a little more personable, uh, what is an unusual habit or, or an absurd thing that you love? Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen uh, Hot Rod. That's one of my, my kids' favorite movies. Have you, yeah. have you seen yeah. it at all? Mm-hmm. So... Uh, I would say, hi, my name's Blaze, and I like to party, <laughs> right? So, so I like I like to dance and have a good time. Um, I kind of like to mix it up a little bit. We just got back from a, a cruise. It was for the, our anniversary and for my wife's uh, birthday. And uh, so the second day, we were sitting on the deck, and, and they were having a lip sync battle audition. And uh, and my wife was like, hey, you should go try out. So uh, so yeah, I ended up representing the the guys. It was guys versus girls from the trip. And then they came to me and they was like, yeah, you got like four or five more things you need to go and do, which I didn't realize all that. So there might be a, a picture of me floating around. Um, but I ended up being the champion of the, of the cruise for the lip sync battle. That you is know, awesome. Excellence in all we do, right? right? We try to, you know, and to include having fun. Mm-hmm. I, I think in the topic of resilience, one thing I, one thing I think we overlook is how important fun is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We, we tend to take that topic on as something that is... Um, we, we talk about the ugly side, the challenge, the whatever it is that, that, that made things hard. But I think, it, you know, just in the terms that we talk about balance, you know, we still need to, laughter is very powerful. Mm-hmm. To be able to have fun is very, very powerful. 
and this is a thing where I'm not that actually I'm not that good at having fun. Uh, the other day I was on a panel and somebody asked me, you know, what are the things you you know you suck at? And uh, I I've been a been a workaholic mm. many many years of my life, and in terms of every time I look back and and the healthier periods or the things times where I felt the best, it was where I made sure I did something to just just have fun, to play. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So. And it doesn't take much, right, in that case. And, and anywhere we um, go, you can have fun. I uh, ended up on Instagram with my wife uh, last week on vacation. You, we were in this, like, Like diner. your own account or someone else's uh, no, account? No, and someone else's, and okay. my wife videotaped it, too. So we ended up um, in a restaurant, like, with all these old people where we are. And, I mean, el- elderly folks. And uh, you lost that love and feeling came on. Oh, I yeah. haven't have Ray-Bans. I didn't have a mic. You had, like, a Top Gun moment? I, I did. I actually grabbed oh, a pickle is... because I didn't have a mic and started singing into the pickle in front of the table as in the restaurant. As soon as I want to see yeah, it. Yeah, being cheered by Seeing some. Uh, yeah, being cheered on. Um, luckily, you know, she was totally red. Those kind of moments of fun yeah. are totally ridiculous. I get it. Yeah. But it's just a way to kick back because most of us are focused, so mission-focused. And we go home and we take that mission focus to our home. And we're like, mm-hmm. well, this needs to be done. This needs to be done. And we don't realize we need to make those transitions you talked about from, you know, being the worker, you know, being the, the the excellent airman to being the excellent, you know, spouse, friend, you know, father, mother, like at home. Yeah. And that's still part of excellence. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, service for self is, is our is our work, but it's also service to our family, right? And our friends and our, our neighbors is part of that as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, I don't know if everybody's seen it, but the, um, the chief of staff has a letter out, you know, in terms of what are the four components of a healthy squadrons. And, you know, it's mission, culture, family, and fun. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, there's no, where's the AFI on fun? Mm-hmm. What is it the thing that tells us how to have fun? Yep. I mean, there's plenty of things that are the other mission. I mean, we, 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 we certainly yeah. understand that side. But, you know, those other components, what does it mean? You know, when we talk about family, what are we talking about? Are we talking about, um, you know, are we talking about both sides of our name tapes? Are we talking about our Air Force family, mm-hmm. our family at home, the, the family that, you know, waved goodbye to us before we went to BMT? Do we stay connected with them? Um, you know, how much energy and effort do we put into that? Uh, because cause I think, like, it's just natural that the things we associate with the mission are the things we tend to do because they're, they're probably the things we're good at. The other things, because maybe we haven't done them, we're, maybe we get less reps in, too. Mm-hmm. But what I've seen is, is those other components, I mean, culture, um, family, and fun, if I, every unit I've ever been into, and I've seen a lot of Air Force units that does those things well, mm-hmm. the mission is off the charts. Yep. yep. Right, because you enjoy coming to work. Yep. Exactly. Work is play, right? So it's it, it and 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 you can get real connected, honest conversations, mm-hmm. um, regardless of you know rank or anything like that. So, um, and I think it just further enhances the mission. It, we take opportunities. We, uh, um, you know, this, the Air Force is my family. I, I, I it is. Uh, um, after spending two decades of my life and the relationships and the people I've met, I'm just so thankful for it. Um, but I but I realized like, you know, what is it today our airmen are experiencing in this wing? What is it today that our airmen are experiencing in other areas of the Air Force? Mm-hmm. Right? We don't want it to wear our to what we say are bumper stickers or the things that they've been sold but yet haven't yet seen. Mm-hmm. And uh, but I but I think it's such a great time to be in. Uh, it really really is. I I've never seen such commitment to us doing the things that matter most. And I think we just still need to commit um, to that. Um, you know, because those other areas, like I said, we haven't been good at that for for the time I've been mm-hmm. in. We weren't good at those other things at all. So, well, maybe a couple more questions, one more, yeah. and then uh, we'll close. 
Well, basically, I wanted to reiterate, you hear it right here from your command chief. You're allowed to have fun. You're allowed to laugh. And pr please bring that into the work section and apply it with your coworkers. Uh, and then take it home with you and apply it in your families. Um, you are given permission and you can add it to your checklist or a TO, whatever you operate by. So one of our favorite questions that we like to ask also is if you had a giant billboard that you could put any message you wanted for the world, for millions and billions of people to see, what would your billboard say? Mm -hmm. If you want to change the world, uh, start by making a difference to the person who's right next to you. That's what I would say. That's good. Yeah. And what does that mean for you when you say it like that? So I, I think the most powerful thing you can ever do is make a difference for somebody else, mm -hmm. right? Is to help someone else. And, um, you know, I, I, I think sometimes, um, even for me, like we talk about when things get hard, a lot of things that I'll do when things are heavy for me is, is one thing I've learned is when I can go, it's that helper's high of doing something for somebody else that will, will help me, right? And, and I think, you know, sometimes we just get overwhelmed um, with the size of a problem. And what that does is it causes us to be a little bit frozen, a little bit mm -hmm. stagnant. Where, but if, 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 if you look at how many airmen in our, we have in our Air Force, or you, or, or you look at just the, the number of places we're at, and, it, and if every one of them decided to just do something that was positive for, the, for their wingman that's right next to them, mm -hmm. it would create a connection, it would create the trust, it would create it say, hey, this is, you know, this is somebody that, that um, will be there for me. And, and, and a lot of times you just don't know. I, I had a commander one time, you know, he specifically would ask an airman how they're doing three times. Because the first time is you're going to get the regular generic answer, oh, I'm good. Mm -hmm. The second time it's, oh, wait, you actually care and you want to know. And the third time is when they realize, like, oh, mm -hmm. like we actually, you know, you care and I, I can be you know mm -hmm. open with you or at least it'll, it'll provide the opportunity for it um, so so I'd ask is you know every airman is a sensor within our organization to do something um, when somebody needs it and you really don't know when they need it even for me I have I have airmen who um, uh, I recently talked about at ALS graduation um, Sergeant Christian in the uh, um, the intelligence support squadron right mm -hmm. and uh, I recently had one of my knee surgeries, and he stopped me and said, "Hey, Chief, how are you doing? Right? How, like, how are you doing?" And I was like, "Well, I actually have a PT test coming up, and uh, it'll be my first one since the surgery. And yeah, I'm a little anxious. Uh, you know, I, uh, it's important to me to, to model health. If I'm talking about it and say that we need to, you know, we need to be professional athletes as airmen, then mm -hmm. um, you know, I want to make sure I model that." And he's like, "Well, hey, you want me to go out and and pace you? Can I run with you?" You know, we're talking about a staff starting here, right? Mm -hmm. And and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'd love that. And and we went out and I ran a pretty decent time, but uh, but I mean that takes a lot, I think, for mm -hmm. for you know a young staff sergeant. But but he didn't look at me as a command chief. He just looked at me as a fellow airman. And hey, can I help you? Mm -hmm. um, so so I think you know to me, you know, if you want to change the world, you, you've heard uh, Admiral Craven's book probably. When I start by making your bed, mm -hmm. but I would take that to the next uh, next level too, right? Yeah, do something that's positive, but also do that something that's positive for a person. Because I think it'll encourage them to, to do the same thing. And then it really starts becoming powerful. 
and with that uh, with that individual specifically he his gift is running like he Mm -hmm. runs long distances very fast i've been out with him he's very very fast and so he's offering the gift he has in his workplace right so Mm -hmm. he so for every person i believe is gifted in a different way too so if you have a specific gift listening to this podcast and perhaps it's speaking or writing better or um test preparation, whatever it may be, offer that gift up because the person next to you probably needs that gift and I, I, like they have a gift that you probably need too. And that's how we grow community. Absolutely. Um, mm-hmm. So uh, final question. Well, that's the strength in our diversity that we talk about all the time, yes. right? I mean, it, 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 you're yes. absolutely right. And that's what builds culture and makes us have fun because mm-hmm. it makes everything easier when you can rely on your airmen and you test it here in the safe water so that when you're downrange, you can really trust the people around you. Uh, so uh, final question, it's okay, Chief. Uh, it's yes. definitely okay, sir. Okay, good. Thank you. I appreciate it. Just checking. We're so happy you're here, too, uh, by the way. Uh, one question is about books. So a lot of folks listening to this podcast mm-hmm. want to know where to start because mm-hmm. maybe they're listening and I, I want to eventually be a chief. I eventually want to move into executive leadership, but I, I don't really know where to go. And books tend to be a pretty good resource for folks. So if you had to recommend a book for someone to start with, a book or books, your call, mm-hmm. uh, what would you recommend to folks? Uh, the 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 book I loved early on was uh, 360 Degree Leader by John Maxwell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I I and I was not an avid reader uh, when I was when I was younger. Even now I I, I, I think I could still read more. Um, but uh, but I definitely think it holds merit. You know, uh, leaders are, are are readers and and vice versa. But um, um, 360 Degree Leader by John Maxwell talks about how you actually leadership is more than just I'm on top. Of this of the of the organization and everybody does what I say um, because there's so many myths with that mm-hmm. uh, and and it really it, it puts a call out there and you know how do I how do I connect and influence because that's that's really the call of leadership is how do I influence those around me um, and and I would say you know Colonel Rice and I are influenced all the time by the airmen who's will raise their hand and say hey here's what the world looks like to me mm-hmm. here's I hear what you're saying. But here's what I see, and and that's leadership as well. Um, I think there's other other books out there that I think uh, the one thing is one that I really really um, enjoyed reading because it, it again it talks about how you know, you can only do one thing at one time. Mm-hmm. You really can. I mean, there, there's there's everything else beyond that is nonsense. So you know, you talk about we we talk about priorities, and we don't do that very well. <laughs> um, I enjoyed that um, extreme ownership. If you haven't seen, you know, that's it's another favorite big favorite of mine. Time. Is yeah. you know, you got to own it, and, mm-hmm. and ask every airman to you know, what do you own? Are you are you complaining about things more than you're taking action on the things that the same things that piss you off? Mm-hmm. So uh, I, I think that's you know, Jocko Willink. Jocko Willink. You know. Everyone needs some Jocko. <laughs> Everybody needs you know, start your day with Jocko. Right. <laughs> so it's uh, he's definitely intense. Um, that's another favorite of mine. The Power of Moments oh, is, uh, is such a fantastic book. Such a fantastic book, and that was uh, recommended to me by uh, um, Chief Toberman, who's uh, he's going to be the new Aft Space Command Chief. So we'll see if he's actually the, the Chief Master Sergeant of the Space Corps. We can we can joke about all kinds of stuff. Yeah. As far he's as out of this world. Yeah. I just saw him last week. So yeah, it, he's. Week, yeah. uh, and I, I was I was lucky enough to have him um, as my Command Chief when I when I made Chief, and 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 yeah, he mentored and coached me on many occasions. But but he recommended that book to me, and it just it talks about the moments we have in our life and our, our opportunity to either learn from them, to emphasize them. Even one thing, what it brings on, I think it's a John Deere, is how they bring on um, employees into their organization. I think about our sponsorship programs. You know, Colonel Rice and I will, 
we show up somewhere and you know they'll have our airman lights or they'll have this stuff brought for us but how do we welcome our airmen and families you know that immediately is what i thought about you know sometimes i mean i've i've been sponsored before and and uh you get the leftover desk at work you get you know these other things and 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 i'll be talking about that with my superintendents but but that's a powerful moment mm-hmm. right it, that first day at work that first day on the installation that first phone call from whoever it is you're going to is really really important mm-hmm. but do we do we take advantage of that do we take it that that seriously um, as we should so mm-hmm. that's what I, I took from that book but that's just a um, an example of many many things that's in there so those are, those are just a few well thank you for that thanks for the recommendation those are awesome uh, books too so uh, we want to thank you for listening to the po- uh, the pillars the podcast of the 363rd ISR wing of the United States Air Force I'm Chaplain Jim Bridgem I'm Sergeant Ackerberg and I'm Chief Blazier until next time uh, if you need us reach out to us in the global address list and we just want to thank you for what you do for our nation have a great day